What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, all right, all right. How is my BK fam feeling this morning? I hope we're doing well. I hope we're feeling good. I think at the time when this episode premieres, it'll be April. So happy April. Boy, 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 is the year already moving. We're about to be in summer for the year of 2023 already. Can we believe it? I can't. I was having a conversation with a friend not too long ago, and we were talking about the feeling of every day just being the same and um, not really remembering certain events or remembering the events exactly when they happen for the simple fact of life just feels like it's just all flowing into one thing. I always say, oh, my days are running together. Like I can't remember if that was 2020 at this point. 2021, 2022, and now 2023, unless it just very recently happened to me. And we were talking about how that can happen when you get accustomed to your life, or I would even take it a step further when you have different seasons of life where you may not feel like, and I'm not saying this is the truth for your life, but you may have the feeling of, I don't feel like I have things to look forward to, or I'm basically so accustomed to my routine that I don't have anything um, good to look forward to. Or maybe the things that I do look forward to, maybe those are stripped or maybe I don't want to do those or maybe a change in the routine. So we have to, I would definitely suggest throwing something in there that is different, that makes you happy or continue to do the things that are a part of your routine that, you know, bring you some joy, give you a break from your life or a little bit of peace, some things that just make you happy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a person. It can be an activity. It could be time with yourself. It could be playing a video game. It could be watching your favorite, um, I was about to say reality TV, but I know everybody's not a reality TV junkie like moi. It could be watching your favorite show and just relaxing and taking time out for yourself to do something that you enjoy. You know, I stress that all the time. And I was just curious, do the rest of you guys feel like, I mean, I I guess it would also depend on your age, but I feel like the range of listeners I have from 20s to older, we are at the point where, or we have been at the point before where, um, the days just run together. Like life is just happening. And sometimes it takes like something messed up happening to be like, oh shoot, now I have to like stop, focus and be present. You're kind of like just on like this hamster wheel machine, wake up, go to work, do the same thing the next day, wake up, go to work, do the same thing the next day, wake up, go to work, do the same thing the next day. May see friends, may not. Wake up, go to work, do the same thing the next day, wake up, go to work, you know, or whatever you're routine is, you kind of just get sucked into your pattern, your routine. And that's why it's important to not only be present in your everyday life, but also just take out little day, take out moments in each day. I like that. Take out moments in each day to just be like, hey, I'm still present. The breath of my body is still working. And I want to do something that's for me or that's enjoyable, or do something with other people that's enjoyable, that also makes me happy and just makes me present in this life. Because we're meant we're meant for more than just surviving this life. We're meant to thrive in this life. And whichever way thriving looks like for you, I pray that over all of us. Because 
always tell God, this isn't, this isn't all I'm called to. I know it. I feel it. He knows it. He's told me, but then it's about trusting his timing and the seasons. And I could be here all day with that. So the point is, I hope you guys are taking time or a little bit of time out of each day to do something nice for yourself, do something nice for someone else and just you know, enjoy, (laughs) enjoy this thing called life as much as possible, because trust life is going to give us moments to not enjoy it. Life is going to give us moments to, um, knock us down. Why not be super present in the moments that feel good? But that's just me. (laughs) Next thing that I want to talk about, uh, let me give a PSA warning. Okay. If you have not watched Power and you're not caught up yet, and when this is recorded, this is about a week off anyway, so it'll be, you should have had at least two to three weeks to watch this episode by now. All I have to say is, if you have not watched Power, spoiler alert, coming. If you have not watched Power, spoiler alert, maybe coming. Maybe coming. It depends on how I word it. I just don't want you to hear certain things, put certain pieces together. Oh my God, not Power. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm not doing a spoiler alert for power. I'm doing a spoiler alert for Snowfall. How could I ever confuse the two, right? Both really, really great shows, but not the same. I'm doing a spoiler alert for Snowfall, not power. Okay, but still go watch power because it's really, really good. I could do a spoiler alert for power, but I'm just not even going to do it because I'm sure everybody has seen and talked about it at this point. But the one that is important that I want to talk about in Snowfall is Uncle Jerome dying. Oh yeah, that's the spoilers. So hey, I gave warning. (laughs) I gave warning that it was coming. Uncle Jerome dying. All I have to say is it's all Louis' fault. Like, I don't care that she's a woman and we're supposed to be quote unquote team women. That ain't happening. Okay. That ain't happening for me because this is all Louis's fault. It's a prime example of love is not enough. Like when I was watching that episode and that happened before he even died, I was just sitting here thinking love is, this is one of the biggest examples of love not being enough. Does she love him? Sure. Did she love him more than the game? Not to me, not to me. Did he love her? Absolutely. Did he love her more than the game? Absolutely. Was love enough to save their relationship? Absolutely not. She was willing to die just to say she was a boss and have some respect. And I felt kind of bad for Louis because I was like, girl, like you want approval from these men, right? These random men who don't mean anything. And the one who loves you, the one who honors you, the one who values and cherishes you is like, baby, I got you. I respect you. And if somebody else doesn't respect you, trust, they will hear from me. And that wasn't good enough. Um, And then even if she didn't have it from him, it's like, it's so sad the way that she viewed herself. Like she needed their approval in order to watch McCollum. But I, I think she also just liked the power. She liked the power and the boss feeling. And you can tell because she was willing to, she was okay with him beefing with his own family. Like, that's not okay with me either. Like it, he was close with his family and you were okay with him possibly having to kill his own family. I did not, I did not blame Unc for being like, I'm tired. This money is not worth it. I want to get out. I just wish that he would have left. I wish that he would have left her. I wish he was already gone before he got the call. Like he probably could have tried to come back, but she probably would have been dead by then. I know it sounds kind of harsh, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, he deserved 
better. He deserved better. He didn't want to be in this in the very beginning. And he was one of not the first because technically he made it to the end of the seasons. But for the person who didn't want to be in it, of course, you're the one that's going to end up dying. Right. Like all the people who still wanted to be in it and love it, they're still grinding it out. And you have paid the price of loving somebody who loved the game more than you. And it's just not worth it. And it just reminded me of being in an unequally yoked relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, uh, business, it doesn't matter. It's just not worth it. Because at some point, I'm going to choke you by trying to go the way that I'm trying to go. And at some point, you're going to choke me by trying to go the way you're trying to go. And we're not equally yoked. And we're going to kill each other <laughs> trying to walk our path and this path of life that we want, or at least he wanted with her but I'm not gonna say she didn't want it with him but she wanted it only if it looked like her way there was no compromise for her she was willing to give it all up and that was just really sad and if anybody should have went my opinion it should have been Louis but what are you gonna do so yeah that is the spoiler alert for Snowfall that is my opinion on it um I have a lot of opinions about Snowfall but that was just the biggest takeaway like oh god not <laughs> Not you dying over somebody who was willing to, um, I feel like she would have watched him die. Like, I feel like she would have been very okay with him dying. Like, would it have killed her like it did in the episode? Yeah. But I think if she had to make the choice, like, I feel like she eventually would have turned on him. Power, greed, and ambition was more than love for her. It filled her up more than being loved by a person and and to the best of his ability and that sucks that sucks for him because the money <laughs> he loved her more than the money he just loved her more than everything and it just was not enough and that is the prime example ladies and gentlemen of love is not enough so what are you guys' thoughts on it do you think it should have been louis do you think everybody should have just made it out like you know like he should have made it but louis should have stayed alive like blah 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 i don't know like i would have been okay if louis died <laughs> honestly I would have been okay if Louie died like the beef that she got going with everybody the trouble that she has started all for what because you want to be you want these men to say that they respect you I mean they can say it all day long and they still may not respect you and it's not because they're men it's just like sometimes people just don't care <laughs> people just don't care like I wish she saw herself as the boss she so desperately wanted everybody else to see her as the boss that's just my opinion that's just my little opinion. I'm curious what you guys think. So let me know what you guys think. Um, yeah, and continue to watch Snowfall. We are in the final season. Can you believe it? This story is coming to an end. Have you guys ever thought about what would you do um or who would you be like career wise or what would you do passion wise and different things if you had the resources and the money and stuff available to you and, you know resources can go outside of money like you actually need the teachers and the classes and different things like that you need the facilities to be able to go to have you guys ever sat down and thought like what would you do if you like if resources weren't a problem if money wasn't a problem who would you be what would be some of the activities and things that you would do in life right what would you truly like what would you truly do if everything you liked was available to you i have this thought sometime 
And I had this conversation the other day with a friend of mine and we were just discussing how, you know, I wonder which career path I would have chosen. I wonder if I even would have went to college, if I could have, you know, had the resources to learn about different subjects or as I was going throughout grade school, have the resources to experiment. Like what if I wanted to be a scientist and I could have worked in a lab or I could have uh, interned and shadowed a real scientist in a lab and figured out, oh, I'd like being like a chemist or something. I could be in a completely different path. Um, And it just, it's unfortunate because I think about the children of the future, right? The children are our future. And, you know, all of us aren't born into wealth. And I think about the way that wealthy kids get this luxury. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just wish we all had it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. In fact, I'm low-key advocating for it. I'm low-key advocating for it for everybody, though. I just wish that all children had the ability to... really discover what they like you know they always be like get to college and you have time to figure it out but you really don't have time to figure out what you like because when you get in there they'd be like you have two years of unnecessary classes two years of quote-unquote unnecessary classes that you're paying thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for and even with your basic classes you still are taking other classes in between so imagine wasting your time taking certain classes and you're going to pick a completely different Um, degree track the next year or two years later. This can delay graduation by six months. This can delay graduation by a year up to a couple of years. And again, that's more thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that the average person does not have. Um, An example of this I think about is Kim K. All right. So you, everybody knows she has Northwest with Kanye and one time a while a long time ago she was talking about how north was into makeup and it wasn't just like oh like girly like i'm putting on your makeup kind of thing which i'm not saying that north isn't into that either i don't know her personally so i don't know but it was like into like like movie kind of makeup and like detail like real deal skill makeup not that putting on regular makeup isn't a skill let me be specific for the people who are gonna try to pick a pick up an offense out of that um Cause I can't, I can't do my own makeup. So it's a skill just like everybody can't paint their nails, but I can paint my nails. It's a skill. Okay. Goodness. Everybody gets their credit. Anyways, moving on. Um, you know, she was really into very specific detail type of makeup, or at least that's the way like Kim made it seem one day on her stories and Kim had the resources to, you know, bring somebody to her to really teach her and do those different kind of things. And those, that those resources were available to her. She had that access. And I thought in that moment of how cool it was, like I applauded Kim as a parent. And I just thought like most parents would love to give their children these opportunities if they had the money, if they had the places, if they knew the people, if they had the right connects, like North would be able to experiment and be like, oh, I, I, you know, I, cause she's also a really great painter. I like painting on regular canvases. And I also like using your face as a canvas to paint a picture as well. But she gets to discover that at a young age and figure out, okay, mom, I see I'm like into makeup, but is this just for right now or what? She also gets, whether she doesn't stick with makeup or not, or even painting or music or anything, she also has gotten to tap into 
her creative side in all different ways. And I just wonder what kind of people we would be if we had the opportunity to tap into our creative side from all different angles and not just through one thing or not just through one um tiny little avenue you know because you have to focus on the academics and then I'm not even going to get started with everybody learns different things in school and then when it comes to resources everybody doesn't even have the same kind of after school activities or different clubs and it depends on your school district it depends on the funds it's so many it's like it's not fair and I know life isn't fair but it does make me think like who would I really be would I have chosen college? Would I have chosen the degree track that I did? Would I be doing what I'm doing now? Like, even if, again, like I said, the person doesn't want to stick with it, you can practice and hone in so many different skills. And I just think it helps makes you a a well-rounded person. So that would just be cool. I posed the question to you guys. What do you guys think you would have tapped into had the resources been available? or if you're already a parent, what would you have liked to given your kids to do? Because even if you think of like the example of karate, most black neighborhoods don't have like karate centers and all that kind of stuff. You see it like in the wider neighborhoods. I can go to a white neighborhood right now and find two to three different karate things, find some spas, find all that kind of stuff. You go to um, a majority black neighborhood, I promise you, I won't find that. So what does that leave our kids to do? We either have to travel to neighborhoods outside of our, you know, outside of our own, and then they may have to play with kids that they don't go to school with and stuff, which is fine. It's okay to make new friends and stuff too. But this was also a debate I heard on a podcast before too. Do you place your kids in sports um, in different districts and stuff? Like, because they don't go to school with these kids and everything. They don't relate to the everyday life. They only bond at practice or some things. And I'm not saying that it can't be a beneficial thing, you know, to step outside of your comfort zone and have friends from all walks of life. I highly recommend that as well. But for people who don't even want to have to drive or waste that gas to go 30, 40 minutes when I could go down the street, like most people in the white neighborhoods, why would we not want that for our kids too? We want our kids to be well-rounded. We want our kids to have these experiences too. And we want to be able to afford it. We already got to pay for the class at the same time. I also need the gas to get to work and to take them and if I have to take them to school and everything like I need the gas and to get to the store and anything else outside of that so it would be nice for it to be convenient convenient in our neighborhoods like it's convenient in others that's all I'm saying and I would just love if everybody had the opportunity and the resources and the connections to fully dive into all different sides of us because we're not this or that we are this and that in the words of pd and i think a lot of us haven't tapped into a lot of our other creative passions or different skills that we're really good at just because we haven't had the opportunity what would you be what who would you be what would you do if all the access wasn't a problem, if avenues and doors were really open, if you had the money to open them yourself, what would you have tried? Before I get started with this topic, I just want to start off by saying thank you to the teachers who are actual real teachers and who care about their students. Um, 
thank you to the teachers who take the time to go above and beyond and to pour into our students. Thank you to our teachers who just love on our babies as if they are their own, okay? And who give great advice to our babies, who listen to our babies, who protect our babies. Teachers these days, especially in America, have to be willing to put their life on the line for our babies. And I think we gloss over that, you know, in America. It's not it's not like we're not screaming. It's just change isn't happening. And I know, don't even get me started with the whole voting thing. That's a start. But if you're still voting and it's still not getting passed, you know what I mean? Because people in Congress don't want to fix the issue. They'd rather fight over the issue and say, this is my side. This is my side. And it just is what it is. Don't even get me started on my America rant. I could have one every single day for every single episode. But Teachers these days are literally having to put their lives on the line because nine just out of 10, if you sign them to be a teacher in America, you should be prepared that you, there's a possibility you're going to get shot. And that sounds harsh to say, but it's true. There's a possibility that your classroom could get shot up, which means one of your students can be get shot up. You're not just teaching our babies anymore. You're literally putting your life on the line. You know, we're supposed to have so much respect for police officers and for firefighters, first responders, you know, ambulance, first responders, everybody. Do we have that same respect for teachers? Because number one, we don't pay them. Like even before their life was on the line, we weren't paying them. We're still not paying them what they deserve. Um, I don't know why we think it's smart to underpay the people that's <laughs> has a big hand in molding and shaping the next generation. I don't know why we think it's smart to not make sure that they have ample off time or and if you are coming to me with the ignorant comment of they get the summers off, I'm gonna need you to sit down and actually talk with a teacher and realize that they aren't hundred percent getting their summers off. A lot of teachers are not teaching having to work other jobs because they're not getting paid enough a lot of teachers still have lesson planning that they're not getting paid to lesson plan for and prep for the school year that's coming up a lot of teachers have a lot of stuff that we just don't take into account because we're not teachers so of course we don't think about it but it would be nice to put some respect on teachers names and their abilities and their careers and I think when COVID happened and people parents got to get a glimpse if parents were allowed to get a glimpse of what the teachers were doing this that's what they did every day now be a teacher and do it through a computer screen especially depending on the age range that you had those kids didn't care they weren't interested you have to keep them entertained you have to try to get them to learn and it would be a lot easier, especially depending on their ages, to have them in the classroom, have them be hands-on, have them interact. A lot of them miss social interactions with their friends and stuff. Um, yeah, I, listen, do I think all teachers are great? Absolutely not. I've had some horrible, horrible, horrible teachers, but I know that there is nothing like a good teacher. And they can leave a lasting impact on you. They can help you make one of your, some of your biggest decisions in life to help you put you on the path that you need to go on. And I just think we need to, number one, pay our teachers more. Number two, we need to show our teachers some more love and have some more empathy. Now that that's out the way. <laughs> I also want to say thank you to the counselors and advisors who do their jobs. However... 
I am alarmed at the high number that I've heard of counselors, advisors, because it doesn't matter whether they're still in grade school or whether they're in college. I am alarmed at the amount of horror stories that I have heard of counselors not caring, of counselors literally having the kids sign up for the wrong classes, which in college will cost you money and high school can waste your time, which can sometimes (laughs) trickle down to costing you more money in college still. I am appalled at some of the disgusting words that some of these counselors and advisors say. And I know some teachers can do it too. Like the bad teachers aren't off the hook either. But I also want to paint a light on the advisors who are horrible and terrible. You are just, in a sense, you play a vital role just like our teachers. Um, I don't want to say which one is more important, but your job is pretty big. And so for counselors to be able to screw over our babies and screw over our children, and this does not apply to every counselor, but for those counselors that are bad or for counselors that don't take their job as seriously, you get the opportunity to screw our babies over. That can cost them millions. That can cost their parents millions, thousands, whatever you want to call it. And you still get paid your paycheck to screw a child over. You get paid your paycheck to um, set a kid up for failure. You get paid your paycheck to talk down to a kid and be like, you'll never, you'll never make it in this class. You're not smart enough to do this class. You know, I've, I'm alarmed at the amount of stories that I've heard where they have been told by their counselor that they aren't smart enough to do this. There is no other way to do this. Excuse me? Are you wise enough to be my counselor? Should you even be a parent? Because if you're talking to me this way, I can imagine how much you talk down to your kids. Or do you think your kids are better? Do you, you would never say something like that to your kids because you actually love them and care for them, right? I feel like counselors, teachers, social work, hell, even being a first responder like a cop or something, if you don't have empathy, if you don't have a heart, you don't need to be in it. You just don't need to be in it. If your thing is about like people, you don't need to be in it if you don't care because somehow it will show up in some form, in some fashion. And I just feel bad for our babies that get bad teachers or that get bad bad advisors. And they say these words that stick with them. Like I've heard of horror stories from the teachers too, where children will say, oh, my teacher told me I'd never make it. Look at me now. You know what I mean? Sometimes it can be motivating, but I wish we didn't have to be motivated by trauma. I wish we didn't have to be motivated by hatred. Like, why can't you just pour into our babies in the right way? Why can't you just, like, you are our eyes and ears for the parents, for the guardians and stuff over the babies when they're at work. They're entrusting their babies with you. They do not send them to school to be harmed. They do not send them to school to be delayed. They do not send them to school to be talked down to. And I don't care if someone have the argument of, well, some parents do it. They don't need a double whammy then. They don't need it from their parents at home and then have to come to school and hear it from you too. Somebody has to believe in them. And then everybody's going to be fussing. Like we raised a generation where they're not believed in, but it's either, listen, some of that's at home, but some of that's at the school too. 
like if you don't love these babies if you don't want these babies to do well if you don't want these babies to excel step out of this career and go do something else do something where you you aren't touching the next generation do something where you aren't um violating the next generation in a sense like or preventing them from being the best versions of themselves you're supposed to be a stepping stone a helping a helping like tool okay give me a a tool for mickey mouse clubhouse please you're supposed to be one of them you're supposed to help them progress and be better and instead some of them not all of them are trying to make it harder for our babies or trying to hold them back or whatever and that's just not cool it's not okay so all i have to say is if you're a counselor and a teacher and you're talking down to the next generation you're talking down to these babies do better if you hate your job step out of it step out of it i am sorry that y'all aren't being paid enough i am an advocate y'all definitely deserve to be paid more i'm sorry that the average parent doesn't get it until they have to you know um do some kind of homeschooling or something themselves or it took COVID. i'm sorry i understand that some parents still don't get it and they think you guys get free vacation during the summer and all this kind of stuff or life is so easy as a teacher i'm sorry But if those feelings are going to outweigh you doing your job correctly and with empathy and love, then just step out of it. You're burned out. Maybe try something different. Do something that brings you peace. You know what I mean? But do better with our babies. Do better with the next generation. And thank you to the counselors and advisors and the teachers that actually care. Final thing that I want to talk about in this week's episode is I wish that we could all enjoy things without always trying to make a profit or that we could share our gifts without always trying to make a profit. And I'm, I, I've am i touched on this before. Making a profit and be able to live in your purpose is a double win. I get to do what I'm supposed to be doing or I get to help out somebody and I get to make some money. That's a win-win. Trust. I'm not complaining. I think it's a great thing if you can do both, but I think every single time, do you have to make a profit off of it? No. Every single time, should we push down our children's throats? Like back in the day, it used to be go to college or be an athlete because that's how you make your money, right? This is the way you're going to get out of here. This is the way you're not just going to take care of yourself, but take care of the whole entire family, blah, 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 blah. And we know that for kids of color, for people of color, um, it's pushed on our babies more often than not because we don't have the resources or the generational wealth to be passed down so it's like a consistent struggle all right then I have kids and then they struggle or then they watch me struggle then they struggle and blah 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 like a generational curse but I just want to say salute to the parents that are trying to do better and I want to say salute to each generation that's trying to do better and better we will build this generational wealth and we will give our babies the access and the connections and the resources that they need and for the people of color who have already gotten there salute and keep passing it down for the next generations to come okay But I say that because now it seems like, you know, it was go to college or be an athlete. Those were the two options. Now that entrepreneurship is a thing, everybody thinks they're supposed to be an entrepreneur and own their own business. Now it's like we're telling our kids, yeah, still go to college, uh, be an athlete, or now you need to own your own business. Like, damn, like, can I just be myself? Like, if I have this skill, like, if I just like to do certain thing that's creative, like maybe drawing or maybe... Um, maybe I just really good personality and I like to act, but maybe I don't want to necessarily be an actress or maybe I don't, every time I draw, I don't want to have to make a profit off of it. Maybe I just want to enjoy just for fun. Maybe it's just a passion of mine. That's just fun and enjoyable to do. I want us to 
allow our babies the space to enjoy what they love to do without always seeing a dollar sign next to it. Because when we start doing things for money and we lose our passion for it, we lose um, the magic of it in a sense, right? If I was doing this podcast 100% for just the money, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> quit, 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 quit. Long time ago. Because just the amount of work that I put into it, um, everything, it's not paying my bills. It's not paying my bills. But I feel like it's what I've been called to do. So I'm staying consistent and I'm doing it. Will I say it's never going to pay my bills? I ain't saying that. It very well will be paying my bills one day or at least be a passive income. It absolutely will be doing that. But right now it ain't. And so if I was doing it just for the money, I would have stopped putting in the effort that I put in. I would be so over it. And again, just to be honest, I probably would have quit by now. But not only is it me being obedient, it's also like not having the motivation of money only. If money comes, that's a nice perk. That's a that's a nice that's a nice add-on. I ain't mad at it at all. But if that was my only motivation, I wouldn't be able to do it. I remember I had this opportunity in college and this lady was like, hey, you know, she was like one of those coaches. She's like, hey, you know, I think you should just want to, you want to try to work out, blah, 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 be for money. I hate working out, guys. I hate working out. It's only one type of working out I like to do, okay? I hate working out. And (laughs) I told myself, well, it's money involved. Sure, I can make money. So I'll do it right. I, the money was not enough to keep me motivated. The money was not enough to outweigh uh, my dislike for working out. The money was not enough to want me to work out and post videos and be this coach while at the same time trying to graduate. It just, it wasn't enough, okay? And if I did like working out, I'm again, I'm not saying it can't be a win-win, but some some stuff is just not meant for a profit. And I'm just... I'm afraid that we're going to teach our babies the same way how you better become an athlete, you better go to college. We're going to do that with their with their really the things that they're highly skilled in. We're going to do that with every skill they have. Make money this way. You better own a company. Stop paying all these. You're paying this person. You're putting money in their pocket. Why are you not putting money in your pocket? It's not bad to teach them that, but if that's like the core thing every single time, you're just going to teach them, okay, let me build wealth just for me and you know what I mean? Let me not share my gifts unless I'm getting a profit or everything that I enjoy has to turn into some kind of business. Like it takes the magic away from it. It takes the fun away from it. Some stuff is just meant to be enjoyed. Everything doesn't have to turn into six different businesses. Because who's going to run these six different businesses, right? Some stuff is just meant to take in, enjoy, and do just for fun. Everything is not about money. Although money at this point make my life 10 times better. Yes, I'm not denying that fact. Is it a blessing to be able to get paid to do something you love to do? Absolutely. I'm not denying that fact either. I I wish that for all of us. But I also just don't want to take away the magic for our babies just because you know that's like the new thing you better own a business now or you better get a college degree or you better be an athlete in some form 
and it's on you now to break this generational poverty, right? Like, I just want us to have the right heart posture, you know, because the money will come. The money will come. Easier said than done. And it doesn't mean like, oh, we can't work at all. No, because people hear that and they think like, oh, she's saying she's part of that other generation. Like they don't want to work. Let's be honest. None of you wake up every day and be like, I can't. I'd love to wake up and go work for bare minimum. I'd love to just like barely make it. Ain't none of y'all waking. Like, if you had the option, do I want to go to the spa today or do I want to go to this job? You're picking the spot. Do I want to go eat today? Or do I want to go to this job? I don't know. I, I'm gonna need y'all to stop acting like we're the only generation that um don't enjoy working. Y'all didn't like working either. They just told you to shut up and deal with it. So we're saying out loud we don't like working, and we damn sure don't like working like slaves to not make a profit to still not be able to afford housing or basic necessities it's okay for us to voice that and yes we still go to work (laughs) we we can't this is not an option to not do it trust if it was an option to not do it don't you think we would have figured it out by now not only would we not be complaining about it we'd be like uh and here it is sorry you guys did it you know the way you did it for so long but here's the way to do it you either try it or you don't like come on (laughs) Come on. I'm so tired of that stigma. Yes, we know we have to work. That's such an idiotic question. I hate getting questions like that. Yes, we know we have to work. Yes, we're going to work. Most of us were set up to work or whatever. And stop acting like just because we don't like the idea of it. You don't like it either. We're just saying it. We're just saying I don't feel like waking up and going today. If I could go on vacation and over, I could go clock into this boring job. Which one are you picking? Like, come on. That's just like common sense stuff. So, yes, we know we have to. I'm just saying that everything everything doesn't have to boil down to money. Does a lot of our basic necessities and stuff? Yeah. Is it much easier to say, oh, my God, I just love life when all your basic needs are met? Hell fucking yeah. But do I think we should just try to make every single skill now a profit off of it? No. I still don't. I don't. Um, Now, again, would money make my life a lot better right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not denying that fact. Would it elevate my life right now? Absolutely. But I kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. If we had the money and the resources and the connections, I would just like for the people around me to be able to enjoy some things and not have to think like I have to make money off of this just to even get to a place where I can enjoy my life kind of thing like I wish it was like oh I'm making money and I enjoy this and I enjoy this and I enjoy this and making a profit of it profit off of it isn't an option it's just a a bonus a perk if I do does that make sense all right so I hope you guys have taken away something from this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.
That's just what it be in my community. We got no unity. Dark skin wanna ruin me. I'm speaking fluently. So just listen. Blank curves. Blank curves. Blank curves. Blank curves.